The Bringing Water to Life podcast is brought to you by the Irrigation Show and Education Conference. The Irrigation Show provides the industry's most comprehensive list of education offerings in one location. It also offers hands-on access to the latest products and technologies and valuable programs designed to help you improve your irrigation practices. For more information on the 2017 Irrigation Show, visit www.irrigationshow.org. Welcome to the Bringing Water to Life podcast, a podcast focused on telling the story of water. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. To everyone else, welcome back. Show notes are available at bwtlpodcast.com. You're listening to episode number 35. Join us as we discuss a variety of water-related matters, including some stories from Brent's travels and an update on WaterSense. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Bring Water to Life. I am John Farner. Brent and Elizabeth, we're all together. Yay! (laughs) Finally. It's like a rarity these days that we're all together. You know? It is. I know. I mean, I've been working Fridays only, it seems like, for a month. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you just got back from vacation. How was vacation for you? It was wonderful. I read three books, and I swam in the ocean, and I... My hair got blonder. Any, All my uh, goals were accomplished. <laughs> and I ran every day. Any good books? I, yeah. Well, wh- one of them wasn't that great. The other two were really good. One of them, Bear Town, was my favorite book I've read all year. So oh, it's yeah? definitely a plus. Good for you. Did you get in any water to splash around and frolic? Yeah, I swam in the ocean oh, yeah? all the time. Yeah. Any sharks? It, no. is shark, it is shark week. No sharks. I mean, I'm sure there were sharks out there, right? There's always sharks in the ocean. Yeah. But In fact, they... Um, Apparently, there is a scientific group, and Connor's with us today. Hello, Connor. How are you? You're in my peripheral vision. Connor's our intern. Doing well, John. How okay. are you? <laughs> you guys have a microphone today. That's good. You're not like yelling in the background. We can hear you off mic. It's a big step it's up in the world for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll come back to you in a second. So, but there's a scientific organization that goes and tags yes. sharks. Did you read about this? Because they found one up near Corolla, I think, up in the northern part of the Outer Banks. Yeah. And so I, I was not a aware. A few years ago, did. Lucy or Mary—I can't remember the shark's name—but there was one right near where we were. They were tracking it right around. Right. So. Yeah, they name them. That's right. Yeah, they name them and they show where they're swimming and stuff. And you always see them like pretty close to the coastline. Yeah, and they only they're ping like, when they come to the surface too. It's not like there's GPS down under yeah. hundreds of feet of water. It's like they come up and they ping, right. and so they track them that way. Yeah. Did you know about this, Brent? No, yeah. I didn't. It's pretty interesting. I didn't know either. Yeah, they're cool. I mean, I'm not really. I'm never. People get nervous of sharks and jellyfish, but you know. did uh, you watch the Michael Phelps I racing d- a shark? I last didn't night? watch it, but I heard people upset about it that about took it? the time to watch did it because the are, way are you, they. I'm not even gonna ask you, Brad. You're not familiar with this. Are, do you familiar, are you familiar with this? I didn't did, watch it. You didn't watch it, but I think anyone who was disappointed by it was setting themselves up for failure. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. And so I, no, none of us watched it then. So it was a CGI shark that he raced. And I'm assuming the CGI shark raced in real time. I don't know. Maybe I, I should have no prepared clue. for having this conversation. Yeah. I have no idea. Do you know? We're not experts in uh, Michael Phelps versus sharks. Well, he's from Maryland. A fellow that's Mar- true. Marylander. Local boy. Yeah. To here at least. But I did see people saying they were either glad they didn't watch it or they were upset they did because the, yeah. I think it was the way it was. If they would have advertised it, not he's going to race a shark. Yeah. <laughs> but we're well, going to see how he would do against a shark. Yeah. Well, Sunday like competes that. against Game of Thrones and Twin Peaks now. So it's, right. you know, that's Sunday night television. Didn't, isn't Twin Peaks changing their time though? They so they are. don't yeah. have to compete with Game <laughs> of Thrones? They're moving to 8 right. o'clock. And, uh, you, you, 
East Coast time. Yeah. TV talk, everybody. Welcome to TV yeah. talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they moved. They, they announced it at Comic-Con out in San Diego. They're moving up an hour to yeah. eight in the East uh, to not compete with Game of Thrones at the beginning of August, which is a smart move. You have a lot of overlap there. Uh, yeah, I would say so. So... Connor, so we're you're in school right now, right? Where do you, where do you, tell tell the listening audience where you go to school? I go to the University the of Virginia. The University of Virginia, right? Not as bad as the Ohio oh, State. Oh yes, <laughs> true that. I don't know. I went going being an alumni of Virginia Tech myself, alumnus, alumni of Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, I have my opinions about UVA. That's fine. They're good, mostly. I think we'll take it. Yeah, they get better over the years. That's fine. Yeah, he'll take it. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's do the birthday game real quick, and then let's get into it. Brent, Brent just rolled his eyes. Yes, I forgot all about I'm this birthday to, game. Uh, well, Connor's on top of it. He did great last week, and he wasn't even an official player. He wasn't, or two on, weeks he wasn't ago. even on mic. <laughs> uh, so today's the 24th, right, of July. Is it's it Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah. July's yeah. – Happy Smart Irrigation Month, Brent. Thank you very much, John. Well, it has not, been a Smart Irrigation Month. You did month. not participate in our Smart Irrigation Month podcast last week. It was invigorating. Was for, it? For everyone involved. We did a lot. It was good. I did a lot. Uh, yeah, I listened and nodded because John was just... On a roll? On a roll. Boom. You know how he gets, Brent. Yes, I do know how he gets. I'm always on a roll. Uh, July 25th, tomorrow, Joey from Friends. You watch the show Friends? I have. Were you alive when it was on TV? Barely. <laughs> like, <laughs> conscious of TV, no, but alive, God. yes. Matt well, wait, what, what year were you born? 1995. So oh. he, he was born after it started. Oh, my God. <laughs> John's having a moment. Oh, wait, sorry. I hope that wasn't illegal to ask him what year he was born. <laughs> That's right. He's, already, he he's an intern, it. though. He's, he's in college, so it's kind of, you know, I could have guessed. I guess. oh. <laughs> go for it, John. Anyway, uh, Joey from Friends. Uh, Matt LeBlanc. Yes. Just tomorrow. Who's go first? You go first, Connor. 52. I was going to say in his 50s for sure. 54. 54 is what I was going to say. 50. Oh, he's, he's younger than 54. He's younger than all of the other cast members, I don't know how I, think, I don't know how the other ones are. I well, no Jennifer idea. Anderson's definitely over 50, and Courtney Cox is... Oh, really? I think Courtney Cox was the oldest cast member. Okay, I'm well, a, a little obsessed with Friends. He's turning 50. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, the next day, July 26th, there are two birthdays. First one... Are you familiar with the Rolling Stones? I am. You are. Okay. Mick Jagger. Oh, gosh. Do you like Connor? No, I do. 81. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he maybe looks that old. I think he is probably 72. 75. Oh, 74. Yeah. Job, Elizabeth. Okay. Mm, Connor. Not good, man. Uh, I was just thinking about his daughter and how old she was, and that's why I like. He oh, played yeah. a, or plays a fictional president. I think he's a former fictional president. I don't watch the show House of Cards. Kevin Spacey. Mm. Sixty-two. Sixty. I was gonna say sixty-one. Fifty-eight. Oh, yeah. I aged him. You did age him. Do you watch House of Cards? I watched the first... You, li- you lived a life, Elizabeth. No. I watched the first season <laughs> and a half and then kind of just couldn't keep up never, with it. I never it was so dark. Go. Just yeah. too dark for a TV show after a while. You just need... Especially with what's going on in the world now. Right. I think you just need some light. Yeah. <laughs> I just watch Friends you, you, over and over again. Watch, <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Do you watch no. House of Cards? I watched up until the most recent season. Who's president right now on that show? Uh, Francis Underwood, Kevin Spacey. Oh, is he, still, is he still president? 
When I stopped watching, he okay. was still president. <laughs> Man, we're talking about a lot of stuff we have no idea about today. <laughs> That's what we're good at. I thought his wife became president, but I, I don't watch the show. I have no idea. No clue. So I... We did talk about Smart Irrigation Month last week, Brent. Uh-huh. Uh, we talked about landscape irrigation, and we commented we do all do work for the irrigation industry, and we keep this podcast kind of on the bigger picture of everything through through our personal lenses on water. But do you have any thought? We talked about landscape irrigation, ag irrigation. You so know, for smart, what, what does Smart Irrigation Month mean to you, Brent? Smart Irrigation Month means to me, I guess, uh, let's be responsible for using water wisely. And... Typically, July in most parts of the country is going to be the highest water demand month. And so, uh, quite frankly, most of the time, I don't see too many people actually wasting that much water because it's hard to put that much on during July. And then the water waste happens later on because people still run the July schedule in September and October. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we need to really get smart is to say, let's respond to the weather. I was actually at a, the American Society of Agricultural Biological Engineers annual meeting last week, and there was a lot of discussion about smart in wow. the irrigation world. And it was really kind of fascinating. I, I listened to a lot of presentations by students who are here going to American universities from foreign countries. A lot of Chinese, Koreans, India, and Brazilians. And those also happen to be very populous countries. But it was amazing the amount of research that they're all doing that actually will benefit us in the United States. They're learning skills that they hopefully will probably take home to help their own countries. Mm-hmm. But uh, we benefit from their research. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, they bring they bring their perspective in the United States. It's kind of a two-way street, right? So uh, it is. I mean, a lot of times they're learning from the professors and they, they're getting skills. But, uh, you know, some of them I listen to is about surface irrigation and some of the uh, amazing things that are going on that these students are researching that's really saying, well, we can make this really efficient. But it's still labor intensive, and I think that's the big challenge in the United States: is we don't have labor. We have less and less labor. Yeah, labor. other countries have plenty of labor, but they yeah. don't have the financial resources or maybe the electrical power and stuff to do pumping. You know, maybe this is a future podcast topic, but there's articles out there. I did not print out this specific article, but with the labor shortage going on, specifically in California, mm-hmm. uh, there's a moving a lot. It's much more tough to automate fruits and vegetables as it is our row crops. Correct. And they're looking more towards robotics for mm-hmm. these types of specialty crops. And uh, there's, there's all kinds of pieces out there on the future of ag labor being more and more robotic. Yeah, and there were past. sessions exactly on that topic. I tend to go to the ones about water and irrigation right. and stuff. But, but this one's just fascinating. You it, know, it's it, it, just interesting. You it know? was interesting because I was reading a little snippet about a machine that can pick blueberries which oh, yeah? has always been wow. a hand labor, yeah. and it has to be able to detect the color, the firmness, and stuff like that. And it was very interesting that uh, these students have created this uh, widget, if you will, yeah. that, that can detect this so that because that uh, blueberries are becoming more plentiful, mm-hmm. but it's a very labor-intensive crop. Yeah. And so if they can figure out a way for a machine that can go down between the rows yeah. and detect and pick a blueberry... 
pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty, amazing. That's pretty innovative. <laughs> yeah. And you were telling us earlier, Elizabeth, you saw some smart irrigation in action in, in, on vacation, didn't you? I saw, well, <laughs> not so smart irrigation in action of a, an entire new building, new facility, new landscaping, everything. And the irrigation, after two days of rain, the irrigation was still going off. Yeah. And it was raining at the time. And it was watering the sidewalk or the the cement. Right. So not so smart. Parking lot's too small. So if you water it, it'll grow, right? I guess so. I, I, I yeah, don't know what they were thinking. Is, it was just painful to witness, especially yeah. in the midst of the rain. It would have been annoying in general, but when it's raining, two straight days of rain, I don't think it needed irrigation right. at that point in time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's the whole point of Smart Irrigation Month, right? Right. Is it, to we, create we, more awareness on these inefficient practices, best ways of doing things, promoting best management practices, new technologies. It's, it's uh, it encompasses everything. Right. And and using these new technologies is really affordable. Yeah. But uh, I had a long conversation Friday with somebody who was looking at smart irrigation controllers, soil moisture sensors, and getting frustrated because they really believe in it, but then their experience on their project is mm-hmm. not turning out that yeah. way. And ultimately, it comes down to a really well-trained person that understands it to right. to get it programmed correctly. And even for farmers, this is going to be a real challenge that the technology exists, but how do we help the grower understand how this satellite image, re, you know. Oh, that's going to be huge. Yeah. It, it's going to be a hard translation for them to figure out that, oh, this pixel means it's time to irrigate, <laughs> you know. So uh, you just came, as you mentioned, we call it ASABE, right. American Society of Agricultural and Biological Engineers. Great organization. Yep. We partner, our organization partners very closely with them on a wide variety of issues dealing with water use in, in, in all plants, landscape, ag, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What was the highlight? What was the bit, most interesting thing that you either learned or discussed or was, was brought forth? Besides the award that you won, Brent, I don't want uh, to get into that. Okay. Of course, that would be the best. But what what else out there was the most interesting thing that you that you found out or discussed or, or learned? Found out or discussed? Well, you know, I guess most interesting uh, to you. Yeah. So a lot of things going on with obviously center pivots. So I go to the center pivot and the sprinkler irrigation section, and then you go to micro irrigation. And I actually found it was kind of interesting. About I learned uh, more about growing rice than I ever knew and understood, and it was all based upon research going on in Arkansas. So it wasn't California-centric. This is big issues going on in Arkansas, the groundwater and things like that. And uh, these different techniques that they're using, trying to grow rice using less water. And um, I came away with an appreciation for the fact, well, rice grows in certain places because of the soils, you know, so that they can keep the water on the surface. And the reason they keep the water on the surface is somewhat for weed control. But there's another little pest called rust. And if that takes off, because there's not enough water there, there's no grain developed. And the plant grows, looks beautiful, and there's no grain. And so I think these are the challenges. So several of the uh, graduate students I listened to their presentations were from India. That's a major staple there. And so what they're learning and they could take home. And yes, it's all a lot of surface irrigation, although they did talk about uh, using different techniques besides just flood irrigated which is typical for rice. For rice, yeah. So that, yeah. And especially in that area of the United States, right. too. But one of the things that they came away with was that they are now capturing the re- the return flow off the field mm-hmm. and figuring out a way to pump it back up and keep it contained. And so there is, like, yeah. no water waste. Yeah. And, no, still a no water-intensive crop. Right. Because it's just evaporation and 
and an ET. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. But it was very interesting yeah, and great. fascinating. And uh, Arkansas produces about 50% of the rice in the United yeah, States. Yeah, you mentioned me earlier. I had no idea that that, uh, that, oh, that statistic, that number. Yeah. I had no idea. That's, so, that's we, do we export a lot of rice, too, from the United States? I, you know, I with what they grow up in Sacramento in California, yeah. another area which you would not think is a right. rice-growing area, but it is. It is, yeah. You know, so I do believe that when both places are growing a lot of rice, mm-hmm. that there's yeah, probably export. a fair amount of export yeah. to Asian countries. Yeah. That that's their staple. Right. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. Uh, I have a few articles here that I'm going to just highlight and get your reaction on, but I want to first uh, talk about some things that we've talked about numerous times in the past. And you just got back from vacation, Elizabeth, so I'm not going to look at you too too much with updates on some legislation and and kind of the big topics that we're watching on water mm-hmm. on Capitol Hill. Connor, you've done a lot of research on this stuff as well, but I wanted to first talk about, well, let's talk about the Farm Bill first, okay, and then we'll talk about water sense. Uh, farm Bill, so we've done a lot of work on the Farm Bill, even already, and the Farm Bill expires at the end of next year, 2018, in the fall of next year. So all the programs, the legislation needs to be reauthorized. The programs need to be reauthorized. And uh, there's been all kinds of signals from Capitol Hill that they want to get this done sooner rather than later. I think we get that every year. Every time farm bills up, they they say that. Yes. And I feel like it's delayed more often than not. Mm -hmm. But there is some energy right now behind at least beginning conversations. Uh, There are going to be some field field hearings, some learning, I think, listening sessions going on throughout the United States coming up here relatively soon. Next couple of weeks, there's going to be one in Modesto, California, one in Texas, uh, and a few others. I think one in Minnesota. I'm going to to put this up on our website. Just so people know that they're out there, but it's if you're interested in water, if you're interested in agriculture, I highly recommend going to these listening sessions mm-hmm. because it's your opportunity to go and get your voice heard through some members of Congress, members of the House Ag Committee. They're going to be at these field hearings. Uh, it's going to be very, very useful. They they take these listening sessions very seriously. Uh, a lot of times they mean more during these listening sessions than what we talk about in Washington D.C. Because these, yes. these are real world examples, mm-hmm. whether it's scientific, anecdotal, doesn't matter. Uh, so that's that's going on here in this couple of weeks, which is it's. I, I'm glad they're going out and doing this. They've done them in the past. Um, so yeah, it should it should be good. The next, so let's move on to water sense real quick too, because there is a lot of activity on water sense, and we've talked about water sense in the past, and we've talked about it's. Um, the type of program it is, where it stands right now in the proposed budget from the Trump administration, um, it, it's basically they're calling it to be eliminated, essentially, right, with a bunch of other mm-hmm. voluntary labeling programs at, at the EPA and, and other agencies. Uh, however, there are there is a lot of activity on Capitol Hill surrounding water sense, and I want to make sure that you know we, we keep folks updated on what's going on. Right now, there there have been and are different types of legislation being introduced regarding water sense. Some are have been in the form of amendments. Some are standalone bills. Mm-hmm. Some are bills that just authorize the program. Some authorize the program with uh, amounts of money associated with it. Some authorize the program with all kinds of bells and whistles associated with it too. So you have all this other stuff going on like rebate programs and yeah. incentive programs for uh, water providers and everything else. Okay, which, in my opinion, has no chance of going anywhere in Congress whatsoever. Uh, The appropriations process is going on right now. We we talked about this um, 
very I don't I don't know how much we went into the appropriations process versus budget process, authorized versus non authorized programs. The appropriations process, when those bills pass Congress and go to the president for signature, that's what funds the government from to continue. And Congress only appropriates money, gives money to programs that are authorized to receive money, right? Right. Okay. Right now, Watersheds is not an authorized program. They get their money at discretionary funding to continue, and it's and under the uh, umbrella of the Safe Drinking Water Act. Okay, so that's how they're able to do the program. They take money to discretionary funding, and they and they fund the program that way. Now, in the House Appropriations Bill, there's been some movement there where members of the House Appropriations Committee put some language in there directing or suggesting. Let's suggesting. Say, let's use the word suggesting. Suggesting that the administration not get rid of the program and fund it appropriately. Mm-hmm. Okay. That language has no statutory authority. And I say statutory authority, I mean it has no enforcement behind it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it is suggestion signaling that Congress, if this legislation were to pass with this report language, as we call it, Congress suggests that the administration not do away with the program. Positive movement however, has no teeth behind it. Right. Right? Did I capture that properly? I'm like, Connor, did I purpose that? Okay. You're, people can't hear you nod your head up and down. I agree. Okay. You're doing okay. good. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, try to, I try to explain this in, like, simple terms so people understand, um, but it's, it's difficult it's a little sometimes. Co- it's a little convoluted. It's, it's a little complex, a little convoluted. Yeah. Uh, but that's where we stand right now. Uh, the plumbing community, the irrigation community, uh, water providers throughout the United States, environmental groups are, are advocating for the continuation of the WaterSense program. And there continues to be new legislation that is going to be introduced here as early as this week. Yeah. Uh, it's that, that it's a one that I know of personally is a clean bill. It's stripped down. It just authorizes the program. Mm-hmm. And that's really what you need right now is that statutory authority for this program to continue because that does not exist right now. Right. Uh, in the meantime, you know, I know I know our industry continues to do our work with promoting new technologies and setting, te- setting testing protocols yeah. for new technologies and really getting water providers and manufacturers and industry together to talk about new technologies and, and their appropriateness and their effectiveness and their applicability in the landscape. Did I pray? <laughs> there you go. Did, did I, I think you I, got I, it all. Okay. <laughs> Big words, Brent. Uh, so, uh, so we continue to do that. Uh, we're preparing for both sides of it. If it continues great. If it doesn't, I think we're prepared. Uh, we don't want to see that happen, but we're prepared uh, for the next steps. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are in water sense. That right? Capture that right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Where we're at, we're we're really trying to say. Hopefully, it goes forward. And if it doesn't, because it's out of our control, then we want to fill the void that would be created, at least on the irrigation side of yeah. things. Of yeah. Yeah. Saying, here's technology, yep. we need to use it. And, yeah. and right right now, this our programs, I think, work very well with WaterSense, and we, we would mm-hmm. like to see that continue. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but we are we have to be prepared for hey, – And it's just – We were talking offline real quick. Yeah, we were talking yeah. offline earlier. I, I, I'm, I'm out of the business of guessing what's going right. to happen next. You know, I, I just – you just have no idea. We can – all we can do is advocate and control what's in our control. Right. And we're partnering with other industries, like you sp- said, trying to get this program authorized so it definitely continues. But – it's one of those things with this legislative calendar. There's not many days left. Congress has so many other priorities they need to do. 
I think it's good there's report language on it because it does suggest that it signals Congress's intent. They want this program to continue. But if it's not authorized and they don't have enough days to get a bill passed, it's not that Congress doesn't care. They don't like the program. It's just we can do all we want. Congress can be on our side, but they just might not have the days in the, in the year. Right. And then, and then if nothing is done, we still have to wait and see what happens yep. in the next fiscal year. Yep. So fingers crossed. We'll see. So did you know about any of this stuff before you started working here? Not one bit. Not one bit? <laughs> have, you, have you heard of Water Sense? Have you, have you heard of no? Had you heard of it? Okay. He's not a homeowner, though. Oh, so no, he's not a homeowner. <laughs> you're still, you're, you're what, a, a, a rising fourth year. That's right. Is that senior how, did, for, did I, normal people. <laughs> for, norm, for normal people. For normal people. Well, normal UVA. people, in quotes. <laughs> a lot of universities, people go five years. <laughs> so uh, these guys know my, my kids are huge fans of the play Hamilton. Huge, huge fans. Have you have you seen this? Heard the soundtrack at all? At all? My younger sister's a huge fan. Oh, huge so fan. Is your younger sister? Is she in college yet? She'll be a junior in high school. Okay, okay. This this play makes Thomas Jefferson seem like the biggest jerk on the face of the earth, <laughs> and you worship him at UVA. So that's uh, that's a myth. <laughs> there, it's actually that's been myth. controversial a recently. Myth. Yeah, oh, no, gosh. The, the Jefferson thing, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, At least when I was in school, uh, not too, too long ago, but, you know, in the late 90s when I was in school, it's, I mean, Thomas Jefferson was a god at that university. Yeah. He, st- he started the university. Right, he did. He did. found the university, yeah. uh, but there's been a lot of pushback recently uh, for his very troubled racial history. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> and you give tours, right? And you've had to, you've tried to rework. Yeah, I, to... I give tours and we give historical tours sort of about Jefferson and the university. And one of the things we do is try to take him off of the did nothing really? wrong pedestal. Yeah, come, wow. Come visit Good for sometime. you guys. <laughs> Connor can My give dad. us a special tour, right, Connor? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, I it's visited, a beautiful university, though. I visited UVA enough in my time. Thanks. <laughs> I'll come down. Jeez. <laughs> I like it way better than Virginia Tech. What? <laughs> yeah, because you actually beat them in football, right? <laughs> we beat Virginia Tech in football last time we played them. It was one, an amazing one. game. I was okay. there last second. All right. In the last five minutes or so, I have some articles here. I want to. Uh, these are these are articles where I um, on Facebook you click save article and I just save them just for later. You do that on Facebook? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can do that. No, I, I know you can do that, but people I know don't share like thought-provoking oh, articles. No, I don't share. No, but other people have to share them for you to see them, right? Oh yeah, I get. I don't. Yeah. No, so I'm this just is, saying this is your, like from, your this friends is like are from, much more interesting than if there's articles <laughs> worth sharing instead of like no, cat videos. I mean, I, mean, I <laughs> my son has a, his pajamas have a dabbing cat on the on his shirt. What? <laughs> you know what dabbing is, Brent? No. <laughs> John, why don't you uh, no, demonstrate? Okay. I can that's take okay. a photo. <laughs> Make the intern do it. <laughs> <laughs> then we can post it. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> He's like so proud of this shirt, dabbing cat. Anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, the first one I want to talk about, agencies push Utahns, which I've never heard of the term Utahn before. U-T-A-H-A. Oh, right. Utahn. Utahn. Coloradoan, it, Californian. Well, well, I've heard of Colorado and California, but Utah, I never heard. It's, of. It is weird when you think about how, because yeah. some states do different names. To yep. conserve more water. Okay, so this was on uh, Dateline, June fourteenth. So I've been sitting on it for a little while. Uh, Mill Creek. You know where Mill Creek is? Yes, it's a part of Salt Lake. Is that there? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know anything about this before I read it? Nope. Okay. 
Uh, so I'll read the first the first paragraph here, or first sentence. The pyramid consisting of 600 orange buckets representing 3,000 gallons of water was designed to display how much water a typical irrigation system uses during just one cycle. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of orange buckets. Yeah, well. Home Depot was Home, probably happy to sell them. Dang, that's why. <laughs> next sentence. The Home Depot, the Weber Basin Conservancy <laughs> District, Utah Division of Water Resources, and the Utah Governor's Office of Management and Budget have partnered to promote water conservation and protective measures in case of a drought. And I should read one more. If we can eliminate or reduce just one irrigation cycle on that sprinkler system, we can save 3,000 gallons of water. So Darren Hess, the Assistant General Manager of the Weber Basin Water Conservancy District. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another group of uh, organizations, local organizations, getting together to promote water conservation in the landscape. It's pretty interesting. They do mention water sense in here. Uh, Calderwood, which Calderwood, who is uh, American Fork Store Manager Kristen Calderwood. So Colorwood added that switching to WaterSense products, a utility brand that aims to conserve water, can save about 4,000 gallons of water in a year. Okay. So, so if that's indoor and, and the outdoor, I'm sure they can do that much. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's happening in Utah. Yeah. You know, and that's part of their big plan. I mean, they have a, a water gap coming in the near future. Uh, more yeah. people coming in, bigger demand, but there's no more supply. So yeah, I mean, we like I said, I, I find that interesting because we talk about California and Florida and Georgia and Nevada and Arizona and Colorado. All you don't talk about Utah very much, and there's a lot of stuff going on in Utah. Yeah, there you, is. You have Utah State on all their research on turf grass. You have, yeah. you have all all kinds of stuff going in Utah with mm-hmm. water conservation. They're doing a lot yeah. of good work, and it is a western state. It so. is a western state, and they're down there by Lake Powell, but yeah, it's not so full. So, uh, last, last, last couple minutes. One more article. Uh, let's see here. This is a, I don't know who wrote this. Uh, July 7th. California is going to use toilet water to grow your vegetables. All right. That's the headline, okay. headline of the article. <laughs> clickbait? I think so. <laughs> I think it is clickbait. Uh, so. I bet I clicked. <laughs> Environmentalists and farmers in formerly drought-stricken areas of California aren't poo-pooing oh a God. new source of water <laughs> no, no, no. that will be used to irrigate the state's agricultural crops. By the end of 2017, toilet water and other wastewater will be used to irrigate a large swath of Central Valley farmland near I-5, an area that is known as California's agricultural hub because it produces more than 360 products. As long as we keep taking showers and flushing toilets, we, gar- we can guarantee your water. Modesto Mayor uh, Garrett... G-A-R-A-D, Marsh, said to farmers at an August 2015 news event. Hmm. Yeah. So, but they have to clean that water yeah, up I was gonna say, what's to the... meet clean water so standards in order to use it. So, I think you've read this article, Brent. Yeah. Treatment facilities in the two inland cities, Modesto and Turlock, will collect water from sinks, showers, washing machines, and toilets and process it into what is what's commonly referred to as gray water. Mm-hmm. Now. No, that's uh, not Brad, right. You and I just looked at each other. <laughs> that is not that is not correct. Um, yeah, toilets are not considered gray water. No, and neither are kitchen sinks. Yeah. So, it, yeah, there can't be any organics in it. Exactly. Uh, once, but I can't believe that they can separate the two. I think they have to collect all of that water. They will treat it, and it will be really recycled or reclaimed water, mm-hmm. and it will have to meet certain requirements for them to grow food. Right. That are for human consumption. So it's going to be clean water. Uh, Yeah. Better be clean water. Once the not quite drinkable H2O, not quite drinkable. Right. Yeah. Toilet water is not quite drinkable. I think it's more than not quite drinkable. Right. 
uh, is clear of all solid waste. It's this article's not written well. It is should be it is completely safe to be used to water plants or siphoned off to natural wetlands. Right. And it's been done for years. Yeah. yeah. Nothing new here. Right. Yep. But then they're, they're doing it to supply ag. Yeah. But it's uh it's it's it sounds good. California is going to use your toilet water to grow vegetables. Right. And <laughs> and I I guess the good news is that that water source is really a stable source of water. But the amount of water that they can produce versus what ag needs, it's just a little tiny fraction. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, okay, so we're up on our half hour. Okay. Brent, you got a tip of the day? Tip of the day. You can't prepare it. I see notes in front of you. Well, I do have some notes in front of me, but it was about another <laughs> topic. Oh, do, you want, do you want to talk about something else? Oh, this was about, uh, I, I took a vacation with my family and we went to upstate New York. Yes, and you and I to, taught, yes. Went to Niagara Falls. So let's talk about that next time. Can and it was amazing. We, we can. About, okay. Yes. Yeah, let's talk because I... There, yes. Let's talk about that next time. I'll do some research on this, and I want to have a pretty big conversation about that. Yeah, and it, about, it was really very fascinating. Okay, good. Let's hold that thought. Let's okay. About, and more than just people going over barrels. Have you been in Niagara Falls before? I haven't. Have you been in Niagara Falls? No, but I want to go. Yeah, it is worth it. We, uh, yeah. I actually lived up there um, uh, for a few years. My little brother was born up there, oh. and uh, yeah, it's. I really enjoyed it. Learned the, the history of Niagara Falls. So let's let's save that the next week. Okay, because we'll I do really that. want to talk about that. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So the tip will be uh, go out and adjust your sprinklers today. <laughs> Smart irrigation. <laughs> if you month. have, if you have your sprinklers, adjust them. Very yep. good. Yeah. All right. Good podcast. Welcome back, Elizabeth. Thanks. Yep, great to see you. You know. You look so happy to be back at work. <laughs> a two-week vacation might have been nicer, but it was good. It was good <laughs> to be on the beach. It's just you can't relax. A week vacation, it's hard to relax and decompress because I'm always go, 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 you know, so it's hard. But <laughs> but I'm happy to be back with you, John. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, what would you think, Connor? It was nice to have a microphone There's this no time. Microphone this time. <laughs> well, He's failing growing up and a part of the group. We, so, <laughs> we, it's great to have him on. <laughs> so next week's your last week here, right? That it is. Maybe, oh, maybe you'll get a microphone, maybe not. <laughs> not really sure yet. We'll, All see, right. we'll see what happens this week. All right. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bring more life. <laughs>